Alright, I think we're back. Alright, alright, alright. Hey, good to be. Okay, give it up. God damn. When does the episode start? 47. When does the episode start? When does it start? That's a question. Honestly, honestly, we really never know when the episode starts. I've been yelling at having me sit here for like four hours now. It's been 40 minutes. It's 647. We gotta take time. You gotta You wanna rush this shit? Y'all want this shit rushed? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But welcome, 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 everybody to the motherfucking, oh, the mother pheasant. Bro, <laughs> wash your mango, bro. I'm sorry, I'm gonna wash my hey. mouth out with the with laundry detergent. Hey, Tyron, what's the Faces Show? <laughs> the Faces Show is a, a perfect little platform for us to talk to artists alike who share the same interests that we do, whether it be fashion designers, whether it be graphic designers, whether it be musicians, whether it be car racers, you know what I'm saying? Hey. Engin- Hey, artists alike all come on this platform here. We just have discussion on what's happening in everybody's life, what's happening in today's world, how is that affecting you, and what you're working on currently. And also, if you don't want to talk about art shit, we can talk about, about hey, Pegasus. You know, we can talk about unicorns. You know, we can talk about non-art-related things. So we can talk about cicadas. Hey, math. Did you know uh, it, uh, something about something about theories? Oh, man, I forgot all the all the <laughs> science. Pythagorean theories. Pythagoras. Pythagoras. Uh, but yeah, uh, fuck that nigga Pythagoras. <laughs> uh, for real though, welcome everybody. Welcome, 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 welcome back yeah, to the yeah. Faces Show, yo. It is me, Tyron, it and is Muhammad Kyrisman in the cut. And it is Marcus Anthony. Yo, we have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful guest in the building, everybody. Very wonderful. A fucking amazing actor, Ooh. amazing director, right. amazing oh. stylist, Styling. amazing artistic mind, period. This oh. man does a lot of things in the artistic world, but most importantly, he emphasizes in performance arts. And that is what this man does. And that is who is in this building. Everybody, if you could, if you're in your fucking, you know what I'm saying, room right now, huddled up under a blanket or with your home homies right now put your hands together for the homie the legend Marcus Marcus Anthony Anthony. Neely hey 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 a papacito yes sir hey hey uh, you want to say with like a homie check in uh actually yeah yeah wait a lot's happened you you want to say Marcus you me what was the energy I don't know how homie check in all right, so pretty much what we do on the talk shows, we have a homie check in, yeah, just to like have a, a briefing on today's like, you know what I'm saying, on a week, you know what I'm saying, on the month, how your how life you has right been now, up know? until this point. Yeah, be everything that's just like compiled, anything that's off. Checking on, on your strong back. friend. Yeah, checking yeah. on the strong yeah, friends. Checking on the strong friends. Exactly. <laughs> so if I was to go ahead and start it off, homie check in on me. Personally. How you doing? What's I'm good, doing team? great. I'm like, I'm, I'm genuinely great. I'm surrounded by a bunch of people that I love and that I appreciate. And all the wholesome like vibes have been like put towards me. And like, I embrace it all. It's been a very like hectic week coming from Houston to Cincinnati and Ooh. trying to get everything together as far as the move, as far as like getting everything together mentally prepared for CSC. Um, and also just like, you know, touching base with family members before I leave Houston as well. That's been like the most tumultuous thing and just realizing that, man, like not saying that I'll never see my like family again or like my homies are again, but like just to know that I'm in a completely different state. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a lot of pressure and it's a lot to deal with, a lot to like reconcile with mentally uh, that I had to deal with that first week and just hopping into the groove of rehearsing again in the theater setting. But I ain't gonna lie, it's been kind of overbearing it's been a, a uncomfortable ride but after that first week up until now it's been smooth sailing i ain't gonna cap like genuinely just seeing how all the parts have come together it's been creating this like really beautiful puzzle piece picture that um i couldn't have imagined that it would be like i knew it would be good but like seeing everything unfold how i'm seeing it unfold has been like a very beautiful process and it's something that I'm really thankful to be a part of. I'm thankful to be here. I'm thankful that I'm breathing. But yeah, that's a very long-winded way of saying that I'm all right and I'm good and I'm hanging in there. Good, man. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing? You know, I'm I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah? I'm out here. I'm alive. I'm breathing. I wake up every day. And I'm currently getting to do what I love which is uh, be surrounded by artists 
um, and uh, get paid to make art, you know, do theater. Um, we're working at, uh, Tyron and I are working at the Cincinnati Shakespeare Company, the Tor- Torco. Um, yeah, and we just, we just did our first, uh, uh, show yeah, for an audience, kind of Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, Midsummer's Night's Dream. Midsummer Night's Dream, man. What yeah, an amazing show. More like man. Midsummer Night's, like, fever dream. Hey. <laughs> Midsummer <laughs> Nightmare, you know what I mean? A Midsummer Midwinter Night Nightmare. Midsummer Nightmare. <laughs> the one where you wake up in, like, cold sweats, but instead of it being cold, it's extremely hot sweats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That hot perspiration. And then you step into some AC. With all the sweat on you, and you're immediately cold. Yep. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Like you just came out the pool, man. But but yeah, I'm doing well overall. Just yeah. How's yeah, your heart? How's your heart up. today? How's your mind? My heart is set uh, in the right place. Like I like I. So you know the term people say I'm doing all right. Like I'm all for the most part right. Mm. Like you never really think about that if you're like some way right or halfway right. Like people be like, ah, oh, it's all right, but is it really all right? Hundred percent. Yeah, and I can say right now, for the most part, it's it's all right. So you mostly right. I'm mostly right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mostly right. I'm most right. I'm mostly right. Yeah, mostly so, right. But hey, yeah, we're human beings, yo. We cannot be perfect. So it's just like we have like internal struggles, internal battles that we need to deal with and face and. Those fucking demon slaying moments will come at whenever whenever they come. And as far as right now, like I feel that. Yeah, the rainy days really be tough. That's that's when it's really hard mm-hmm. to get out of bed. But I got this vitamin C light. Y'all should y'all should invest. Got it off Amazon. Um, plug. It's like you just plug it in, put it in front of your face with the brightness. It'll go like this. <laughs> Big Kool Aid smile, looking at. Oh yeah! Oh tight, yeah! Tight. What's going on over there, Muhammad? Hey, 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 my son, my num 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 num, and I think it's gonna be okay. Hey, no, man. Honestly, I, I, I've been like. I've been feeling all of the feelings genuinely. I've been feeling like victory. I've been feeling like real major loss. It's been weird, yo. This is my first time, one, in Cincinnati, and two, it's my first time ever moving out of state. Uh, I mean, I moved like out of a country before, but like I, I never moved like anywhere outside of Texas uh, and lived there. And so for me, I've just been, I've been on this balance of reminding myself that like the things that I've already done still exist like all the things I've already accomplished like doesn't negate itself because I'm no longer in Houston and like I'm trying to battle this imposter syndrome like voice in my head that keeps on telling me I'm not good enough to be creating the things that I want to create or that keeps second guessing the things that I am creating um and trying to and trying to be more centered and have more like confidence in what I'm putting out into the universe, whether artistically, like uh, emotionally, uh, mentally, like any type of energies I'm putting out into the universe, any words that I'm saying out loud, I'm trying to be conscious of just like, I don't know, yo, like, I'll be so tough on myself, bro. Like, I'll be tough on myself for no reason. Like, yeah. I just be tough. Like, I'm just like, yo, why are you tripping right now, Muhammad? Mm-hmm. Like, you are, you're already further than like, honestly like anyone in your family's been mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm literally like all my family on some dope tip but it's like literally where i'm at like is uncharted territory i don't have one family member that has ever been in cincinnati ohio i never had one family member that's like pursuing committing uh, uh, uh to to live a life uh, an artistic lifestyle mm-hmm. a life of art i never had like people in my family graduate college before like all these things that like kind of just got swept under the rug because like we had to figure out how to move here and like and, uh, and whatnot like I just need to remember that like those victories like actually happened even though I'm in a new space now um, all the victories from the old space are still the victories that I bring with me here definitely but, yeah but Dang. I'm feeling good man I'm just it's like key. 
I'm trying to I'm trying to get out of I'm in a funk truthfully mm-hmm. like I'm in a funk I'm in an artistic funk you know what I'm saying <laughs> but, but not the funky type the funky type but um, I'm working I'm working to set myself up to get out of the funk and mm-hmm. so that's where I'm at right now that's beautiful man yeah Jeez. it's hard to get out the funk but the funk be like Jeez. it's intoxicating Jeez. The, the funk be comfortable sometimes yeah. the funk, funk be just funky. like yeah you just, right. you just ride it you just ride the funk damn bro you uh-huh. really you really just gotta ride that funk so us being here in Cincinnati <laughs> being in a totally different space we're all from Texas how has being in Cincinnati like changed your perspective as an artist like just being here uh, as opposed to just being in Texas uh, and frequenting some of the homies that you have talked with some of the family members that you've talked with like mm-hmm. just that per- perspective shift coming out here to Cincinnati and pretty much starting a new page a new chapter in your life like what's yeah. that been like for you um you know I don't know if the the city itself is really um I get I guess the city kind of has changed my lens a little bit but you know, I, I came here uh, in the middle of the pandemic, like fresh out of college, like this is my first job being done to school. Um, so, yeah, I was just more worried um, about and like trying to find my way, like uh, like establishing myself as a legit artist, I guess, like trying like, yeah, I'm here with y'all uh, at the Shakespeare Company doing Shakespeare, but like I also do other things. You know, like trying to make time for that. And it, it was hard to get out and network with other artists in the city. And mm-hmm. I, I knew they existed, you know, photographers, painters, uh, musicians, other theater artists and film actors and whatnot. You know, I was trying to get in with that, but it was just really hard getting uh, with, with the pandemic and everything. But I will say, um, Cincinnati has a, has a lot uh, a lot of black people here, mm. uh, a lot of beautiful brothers and sisters. That it does. Um, that it does. And I'm not used to that. Um, mm. And that's just from the part of Texas I'm from. Uh, Where are you from? I'm from. <laughs> say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. But you can if you want to. Whatever's the most comfortable uh, for you, G. If you don't want to rap for it, you can rap for a different city. Hey, y'all ever seen Get Out? Check it. If if you've ever seen Get Out, right? Uh, Jordan Pill, there's this little town where that doctor family lives, and it's like in this nice neighborhood. Anyways, that's all. That's College Station, Texas. <laughs> that's just where it is. Um, a lot of rich, elite, racist white people. Um, you know, not like that's that's all cap. To be completely honest, I hated College Station. My high school was traumatic. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it helped me be the person that I am today. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm from stinky, smelly College Station, Texas. <laughs> and now the ops probably gonna come if they see this video, but I don't even care. Yes, we rolling deep. We live in the hood in Cincinnati, so we, we good. Yes, we got the, all the OGs on the block. You know what I'm saying? Do what they normally do. It's chilling. real out here. You know, what I'm ain't no chai lattes up in here. Hey, only shrimp. Ain't no chai lattes. Only fried bologna. That's right here, man. <laughs> hell, man. Fresh plate. Fresh plates. Fresh fish fillet plates. Fresh fish fillet plates. <laughs> Nah, but yeah, man. but no, nah, it's just um, and even college. Like I, I did, I did enjoy college. And you went to A and M Corpus Christi yeah, with Tyron, right? Yeah. Tyron and I went to Texas A and M Corpus Christi, which is one of the only uh, universities that's like on its own island. Besides, I mean, if you want to count the colleges in Hawaii, technically, like in United, like in the southern part, you know, it's got a nice little little beach around it. Very serene. It's like the '80s stuck there. And never mm. left. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm just not used to being around so many people of color and like actually feeling like at ease, like when I'm just driving, you know, right. like it feels lack. There's a lot of, you know, you know, we don't have to get into my, my thoughts on police, but there's a lot of black police officers here, which is interesting. Mm. But, you know, I've been pulled over a couple of times doing that Texas speed. You know, speeding real fast. Do be speeding. And, you know, I got off on some warnings. And, you know, the, a few of the officers, uh, one of them was white, and they saw the Texas A&M police sticker on the back. 
like, oh, you went to Texas A&M? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I did, sir. And he's like, oh, okay, well, you're fine. And let me go. <laughs> well, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> and the other people, uh, the other officers were of color. Um, so that was nice. I just feel safe here. And I feel like I'm in a good environment. And, like, there's people here that would have my back. Um, and there's people here that I understand. So it's just a nice place to get started with my journey as an artist. Um, I feel comfortable here. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. So like with your journey as being an artist and artists being like this ambiguous term that we throw out there now that we're starting to discover graduating from college, coming from an emphasis in directing, uh, directing, acting, directing. <laughs> all being literally classically trained, we're all like in our own way multidisciplinary. So what do you think in this artistic world, like there is a hole that Marcus Anthony feels. What kind of hole do you think that you feel in this artistic world? Aside from acting, like what do you bring to the table? Like what, what would you say? And no pressure on that answer. You can like yeah, percolate on that. Um, so my end goal is to be my own uh, producer and director and casting director and uh, artistic direct, like everything. Like I, I want to be like not not the boss, but like I, I want to be the the glue that puts puts things together. Mm. Um, and with that being with my homies, other artists I meet along the way that are good, um, and I feel like just. Um, so we say like plays are written at the most important, uh, parts of that, those, that character's lives. That's, that's the whole point of a play. Like that's, that's what makes it interesting. I by no means think I'm interesting as a person. <laughs> no, just like, wow. I mean, I, I feel, I think I'm pretty cool. I'm yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> but I'm not like, cool. you can't just be putting my life on a screen yet or anything like that. Um, excuse me. But I feel like the just the experiences I've had and the things I feel like you know I've seen that I'm like, damn, that's that's some shit. And I'm only 23 now, um, and like my ethnicities and like my family, just everything that culminates who I am as a person. Um, I would like to just you know share that with everybody. And just like collaborate together, like mm. I'm a, I'm a host. Like I, I like I like to do the hospitality thing, mm-hmm. and I want to pour that into my my art too. Like mm-hmm. I, I want to collaborate. I want to hear other people's ideas. I want to mesh them with the stuff I did and put that out into the world because we are the ones that are out there living and doing these things. And I feel like I don't know people. It's entertaining. People would like to see that. We feel like there's someone out there they can relate to. Mm-hmm. It's not, I'm not necessarily talking about me, but just everybody that I collaborate with. I feel like we can bring things to the world and the entertainment front that people would be like, yeah, they feel it. Definitely. So, you have like a specific thing that you want to see that you don't, that you don't see already? Um, enough black people in, in science fiction stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I know, you know, we got Morpheus. <laughs> Morpheus. Morpheus. No, Morpheus is coming Morpheus. out of a coffin. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, facts. Yeah, we got John Boyega, but he's he's English. So more sci-fi mm-hmm. John, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, more, more but he's fi- a part of the community as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like yeah, a fine line with like yeah, British actors, American actors, and just mm-hmm. like it's so hard to like I don't know, just to pinpoint like who is the traditional black actor, because we are all so multifaceted and we come from all these different places. And it's just like, I don't ever want to like feel like jaded about any British man coming into like America and like taking a role from America. Cause it's like, I don't think that's a helpful mindset for us to go forward because the motherfuckers should be coming over here, respecting what we have and wanting to include themselves into what we have. And also hopefully whatever is happening overseas, they capitalize on what's happening over there. They build a conglomerate, conglomerate. A group of people, a group of people, just to, to, um, you know, what I'm saying to 
see out a specific goal over there overseas in Britain uh, and me hop over there and like see what that's about because there's a lot of untapped theater in like London and Britain and like um, what's that one place that everybody's doing Shakespeare at? Um, Prague. 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 Shakespeare. Prague, Shakespeare. Oh, like, that's like, that sounds like capitalizing on that and be like, hey, like I'm what's Marcus Anthony Lee. I'm fucking Muhammad. I'm tiring. Like, let's hop over here and see. I'm tiring. I'm tired. Uh, and see what's popping. But yeah. genuinely, like, I, I invite it because it, it brings a new facet of like how African American men, African American women, and just people of color in general. I don't want to just like say African American people, but just black people, but like everybody to just see a different light from different places all around the world. Mm-hmm. That's been the most interesting for me to see as well. Genuinely, but what about you, Muhammad? Like, what about that question for you? Like, man, like what keep, what keeps hitting me right now from listening to y'all? So recently, in the Heights just dropped uh, the movie, the musical movie, and the thing that I'll be real, yo, like yo. If, if y'all if y'all know me and Tyron, like yeah. in the Heights is pivotal in our lives, traumatic yeah. in our lives. Oh, uh, uh, it's both. It's, it's both. both. It's Literally, both pivotal and as, traumatic. As soon as I hear in the Heights, I'm in the back of my mind, let's watch it tonight. It's like it's like all of the problems that were presented to me about in the Heights back in high school to seeing it now at, in a movie. This fully funded like. Hollywood, Blockbuster, John. Um, the thing that keeps coming to my head is that like, where are all the darker melanated people? Like, like if it's stories, don't say of, that. Like, like no, you, you know, what no, I mean? can, but it's like video is like, gonna get taken it's down, like, it's, canceled. It's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like a story about uh, the Dominican people, but there's no there's no conversation on Afro Dominicans, which is like a large majority of this whole culture of Dominicans. I was first introduced to like Afro Dominicans and people from Afro Latino yeah, like, yeah, like, I was like, yeah. that's a black man, and he got a like Hispanic last name. I'm like, whoa, whoa. how does this work? And so is that <laughs> and then aspect. You, like, find out more. And it's like a large part of this community. No, I mean, if I'm being honest, like it's because like the the Latin, the, the predominantly the Latina community is low, and Spanish and Mexican. There are a lot of prejudices there against mm-hmm. black people, and that, I'm hey. speaking. That's just for me. And that's same in Indonesia, bro. Like I darker, mean, yeah. darker skin toned yes, Indonesians are. Mm-hmm. Same, same, same too. Yeah, but just like as you mentioned that, colorism, though, like my whole are, family I grew up with, yeah, they're all like Mexican. Hispanic, yeah. yeah. So how has that been for you being like black and Hispanic? Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> hey, for uh, real though. I'm an actor. I can be. Yeah. Um, oof. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's part of the reason why I'm doing acting now mm-hmm. and why I got into it is because I could, I could be, it didn't matter who, what, what color I was. I mean, it does matter, but to me, it finally did it. I could ignore it. I know other people can't, but for me, I'm like, I'm playing this character is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, like, and, and people like it, but like growing up with my family, I just wasn't sure. Like I knew I was black. And when I'm at school or doing things solo, I'm seen as a black man. But like when I'm with my, you know, family that I grew up with, most of the time my mother, like she's she's Mexican, like but she's very white passing. Mm-hmm. So is my grandfather, my grand grandma, like literally all my brothers and sisters, like all white passing, but they're Mexican. Um, but you know. We just have conversations and they still kind of don't understand the Black Lives Matter thing. And then it gets boiled down to, well, you're our flesh and blood and we love you. So it doesn't matter, you know, that you're black. Oh, what is it? What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Sorry. No, all good, man. I'm like, I what? Mean, That's a level of like family, like coming together on some family reunion type yeah. beat where you have people in your family that don't necessarily look like you but you don't question like did you like actually do research on like how you came to be like and that should be like at the forefront of like the conversations that we have to further strengthen our bonds mm-hmm. and they like, just have these rose tinted shades on just thinking that you are who you are because that's what we've instilled for years and years it becomes a traditionalistic mindset that they don't challenge and then when it comes to a point where it is time for you to challenge it you are 18 and you're a grown ass man in this world and you do question your identity then it becomes a much bigger problem because they didn't address it like and nip it in the bud in the first place like like baby like you know you are black and African like you are black and you are Hispanic like and let's try to like show like put more stuff in front of you to like see 
just so you can have more pride about both facets in your life. And that's like one of the main things that I commend my parents on. Because mm-hmm. um, my, my brother, he is with a Hispanic woman uh, and he has interracial children. Uh, and it was very important for my mother and my dad for whenever they came over, Camila and Tatiana, for them to like be put on to like, you know what I'm saying? Important aspects in our culture. Just so you don't forget, even though you are like much oh, fairer oh, skin, yeah. it's no, like one of those main things that we got to instill for our people just to have more pride in like where you come from. Mm-hmm. Like that's because I know I know plenty about my Mexican culture and heritage, and I know even down to my ancestry. I know all about that. Mm-hmm. I know all about white culture in the South and Texas, like what to do, how to dress, all that. The only thing I know is I'm half Nigerian, and that's it. I don't know nothing about how my family got here, how the last names have changed, slavery, like mm-hmm. really go like I don't know none of that. I don't know nothing mm-hmm. about my black heritage, which. And that's the thing I'm seeing as a black man in this country, but I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> that's so, a sticky situation. Yeah, other than what I research and have experienced, that's it, you know. Mm. Hold on, pause. Watches, I'm sorry. Bomb. I really got to figure out my watch situation. It's like I have different alarms coming at different times of the day, and none of my watches are on the, the correct time. I just am too lazy to set it. I'll beep at different times. Help me. But you're saying. And so I remember one of our first earliest conversations of like why you began in acting, and you just said it earlier, mm-hmm. was because it allowed uh, you to be in a space where you knew who you were. You knew who this character were. Like mm-hmm. coming from a place of uh, having a multicultural background and having a multicultural identity, multi-ethnic identity, um, there was a lot of confusion for you growing up. And so acting was a space of solace because- You can do the homework. You, you, know, you know who you're like playing. They, like, and you get to yeah. choose, you get to exactly. choose. And so as, a, as you navigate through your life as a human being and as an artist, like, what 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 are the um, pieces of art that like influenced you? Influence you and your perspective on like shit should be like this. Like things should look like that. Things yeah. sh- people should be dressed like this. Like we should drape people up like that. Like we should have more mm-hmm. of these. Like what were yeah. what, it could be movies. It could mm-hmm. be music. Sure. But um, what were these prominent pieces of art that influenced you in your own perspective? Um, to, pre- to, to preface that question, I know from an early age, my mom has always had sneaking suspicions that I'm gay. <laughs> hey, same, um, bro. <laughs> but like, I've always, I because she would always drag me along to go shopping with her, mm. and I never wanted to because I never got to get anything. It's just her bag clothes. <laughs> Bruh. Just like, I love my mom. Shout out. But I remember, you know, I'll go wander off and I'm like, why do the women have the biggest and best clothing selections at like almost every store? Facts. I'm like, I would wear this. This is some gas. Like as a kid, but I'm like, nah, I can't. You know, I'm probably not allowed. That's weird. But like, I've always noticed like, yeah, like there's just, and of course, once I got older and learned, you know, more, uh, vocabulary and political correctness like yeah there should be like gender is a construct and people should be able everything should be unisex like I hate this like no like women specifically have to wear this and men specifically have to wear that like I don't like that I just think if you look good in something wear it period Um, so that's where I stood on that so you know just seeing futuristic stuff but specifically, like Tyler the Creator is the first artist that like changed me forever. Still influences me to this very day. When did you discover him? Um, seventh grade. Mm. Seventh grade. I had a homie. Uh, this is when I, I lived in Oklahoma. So he's like one of my favorite artists of all time. And I say that in the sense he's the type of artist I would like to be. I would like, I mean, I don't want to be him. But just like from the fashion to directing his own music videos to writing his own music, learning how to play instruments, um, making commercials, uh, what's up, fashion shows, um, like does all sorts of things. Um, And like, I guess Kanye West was like the first like black man to really do all of that, like in a large sense, I guess, and where the media saw it, like it just inspired a bunch of people. 
But I discovered Tyler in seventh grade. And I lived in Oklahoma at this point. And I'm riding on the bus to school. Um, it's like in the morning. And there's there's a homie of mine uh, who lived in the same neighborhood. His name was Bo Overman. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, man, have you ever have you seen this video of Tyler, the creator? It's called Yonkers. I'm like, no, I've never seen that shit in my life. <laughs> what is it? Because, you know, I like weird. I was that weird white black kid. <laughs> what yeah. they call it? So, of course, he knew I would like it. And he was right. <laughs> so I saw Yonkers at like 730 in the morning Yeah, when I was in seventh grade. And I watched it on my iPod Touch probably like 30 times the same day. And just like dove in, like went into a, a rabbit hole of Tyler the Creator. Um, and at that point, there was like a day in Ladera. He had like uh, two mixtapes out already. Um, and then Odd Future had a tape out. Listened to all of that at once. Um, like I was just, I knew everything. Like I, I was obsessed with that whole group, Tyler, everything. Um, and ever since, yeah, just just followed him, listened to all his music, everything he does. Like, uh, yeah, it was just very because he was that weird. It was weird at the time, um, but like people really like liked it. And now I was no longer this like weird black kid. I was like that black kid that like listened to Tyler the Creator. Yeah. Like it was very obvious. Yeah, but that was like in you know. And for the first time, I was like, okay, like in like I like I, I was already wearing skater clothes. Um, you know, tube socks and short shorts and like kitten kitty cat tees. And I was like, here's this rapper out here who's dressing the same, like kind of like that's crazy, you know. It made weird it made, it was okay to be weird. Yeah. Like, on future okay it made it okay my, to not be like it was okay to be yourself. Yeah. That finally. Part. Yeah. And there was people that like accepted me and like like that. Um, so fast forward, you know, I moved to Texas and, I, and like uh, I found this group who, um, you know, we're into our future and Tyler too. hung out with them, you know, started smoking weed, all that good stuff. <laughs> um, Type B. So yeah, very pivotal um, and big influence in my life, I would say, um, even to this day. Like I don't have many role models or people that inspire me, but... Tyler the Creator is for sure like, always the main like, one. The main one, yeah. And even how how he delivers, or I guess how he presents himself, even though it's not anything that's really conscious, he does it subconsciously, to where he just has this really free vibe about himself. Even before the fame, when he was making music and going about creating all these great beats, all the drawings that he made and pulling people together, he was very rambunctious. He was very just like very uncut he was a a raw ore of just like heightened talent you could just like sense it but he was so pure at heart that you could just tell you just wanted to have fun at what he did and that was something that was very infectious to people like me to mom it's like you and it's like i want to do that i want to be a part of that Mm -hmm. even when you see Videos of Tyler created nowadays, him like riding a bike. Oh, he just dropped that new one. Air. He just dropped that new one uh, with the pink with the pink beamer. And it's just yeah. like <laughs> it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Like his visions about stop. where he projects his art to go is just one of a kind. One of a kind. And it just expounds on the ideas that he had at a young age, and it just keeps on keep on going forward to where he's been able to attack a whole different demographic of young motherfuckers still. Like now. Like yes. like the young dudes now yes. are fucking with Tyler. And I don't even understand the young dudes anymore. Like, no. I'm like, what are they on? Exactly. Yeah, but, but it's... Like, it's BK it's, the ruler. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> That's what they on. BK the ruler. Tizo touchdown. Yo, if y'all BK the ruler. BK the ruler. If you watching this, we man. love you so much. Tisa Tessa, if you watching this, we love you man. so much. Baby, keep watching this. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't call my phone back, on some real, that yeah, is where love. the tides are are, are 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 turning nowadays. And for Tyler to be able to uh, be so fluid in the way of his sexuality and also the ways that he's been able to touch the younger generation has been something that is truly exceptional. Especially when we just like as we grow older. We're like ah, whatever they're doing is like some stupid stuff. But then again, people thought the same thing about Tyler. People thought the same thing about Kanye West and K. Cuddy's new album Kissy Ghost. People thought the same thing about ASAP Rocky when he decided to go a little bit more softer and create these melodic tones and his music and stuff like that. But it's like 
hold space for younger people, younger artists, because that that is invaluable. And it's like stop putting like old, outdated like ideas of masculinity, like like what the hell a dude should look like, should dress like, should sound like, what a rapper should sound like, what a actor, whatever. It's like fuck all that. Like like for real, for real. Because like it's like you figure it out. You figure out where you want to be. You figure out where you want to stand. You figure out what you believe in. Figure out how you want to look. How you want to dress. Figure that out. Express mm-hmm. yourself. Yes. That's what art is at to its the core. Fullest capability, at its core. Yo. Express yourself. Because I know all of us have been in rooms where we needed to be put in this specific box of mm-hmm. you being this specific kind of actor, you being this, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't feel like yeah. you're in the box, Marcus? Bro, but it's like, that's such a waste of time for me to like try to fit into a box that I don't, that's marginalizing me. I'm not yeah. that person. And no, taking away be. the options and possibility of something new. Because y'all already decided. So we already figured out the end of the experiment. Mm-hmm. We're not actually trying new things right now. No. You know, y'all decided you're a black man on stage. You are going to be black men on stage, and that's all you are. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, but what if yeah. I'm black man on stage that is a sculptor now? Exactly. You know Literally. I mean? And that's where we need to start like thinking about Pushing, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like when I was starting out in acting, of course, like my mama had a like envision in her mind that I was gonna do Bollywood type stuff, like Tyler Perry type beat, like Empire type beat, like Power type beat. And I love those shows. But I can love that stuff. It I eat it up. <laughs> I really do. Because that's like excellence. And I will like never, ever discredit any black creator, any black business, because I think it's so valuable. But I am like not saying much more than the avenues that they have created, but I also love other things as well I also love editing I also love moving I also love collages I also love like sampling music and putting different like things together yo like mm-hmm. and there's so much so many facets to art that like I realized were so much important that Tyler like showed me and for me personally I guess like <laughs> yeah, Mr. TV has been going crazy this whole time. Um, but Tyler and also Blood Orange was like mm, another person mm, in my Blood life Orange. that I was like, wow, like yeah. we can do this as well. Shit, John, John Michelle Basquiat too. Like, yeah, when talk I'm to me about Basquiat. Yeah, that, that's what really got me into actually doing uh, like uh, multimedia art. Um, like I make a lot of collages. I uh, paint now, mm-hmm. um, even Photoshop. Like, and honestly, he was the OG of being a Renaissance artist. Like if you ever get to watch his documentary on YouTube, it's called The Radiant Child, mm. Jean-Michel Basquiat documentary. Yep. Um, this man was like, this is an 80s in New York City. He was in a band. He was doing graffiti art. He was painting on like just doors and windows. Um, and he, he lived homeless for a long time. He was like panhandling, but like made, like he made little like postcards and he's selling them for like nickels and dimes. And just Andy Warhol was drinking coffee one day, like in yep. a nice little coffee shop. And this broke ass nigga walk into the store with his postcards. He's like, would you like to buy my little postcards? <laughs> and Andy Warhol was like, here's my wing. Hit under it, like, <laughs> and like I don't know, like, and he was, yeah, he was an artist too, who you know just did everything and like always was creating constantly, always like he would even leave all his paintings and shit all over the floor and like step on it, like, but because he'd be working on something else, like truly, truly like a brilliant mind, like R.I.P. Like died way too young. You know, but that's another artist that really uh, inspires me too, and like just how I live my life and do things. Like, Definitely. he never worked a regular job. Like, had one regular job, and he was like, "No, they treat me like a slave. It's not what I want to do. What I want to do is make art. Either I make money or I don't. I'm still gonna make art. You know? Mm. And that's just that's the my. I like that mindset a lot. That's beautiful, man. So, like you being an artist and you having all these influences from Tyler the Creator and Jean Michel Basquiat and et cetera, et cetera, has that formulated into like your acting like routine as far as like how you prepare or just the your approach to being an actor specifically? Yeah, I think so. Like there's such there's this comfortability that professionals have where it's this ease that they have where they just walk in and they just fucking they just do it. 
And I'm trying to get to the point where I just walk in and I do it. And now, of course, I can't. Now, you know, I prepare. I do, you know, my homework, whatever. But I, I work on getting comfortable and really um, listening. Like, listening is big. Like, that's that's one thing I used to never do. Like, I'd be on stage. Worried about the next I'm, line. I'm listening <laughs> to the cue line. I'm not listening to what the fuck they're actually saying. But I have gotten to a point now that I think it's taken my acting a, a one step to, to step number two, which is listening. Like, that shit is really important. In, in real life, too. Like, I used to in high school and stuff. I'm not listening to you. I'm listening to how I'm going to follow what you just said hmm. or what I can add to what you just said I wasn't actually like hearing hearing people hmm. but once I started listening on stage to that that really transferred over into real life and it's helped me be more you know compassionate and patient and find that ease like it's it's just yeah communication is easier when you listen <laughs> so yeah Definitely. that's helped me a lot really listening and just being in the moment <laughs> Yeah. Do you feel like being an actor makes you a better person? Like, not you specifically, but anybody out there. Yeah, I think it can because, you know, as cliche as it is, you you literally are walking in somebody else's shoes. And there there might be times when you got a scene where you've never gone through what that character's gone through, but you can, you're trying your hardest to relate to it and make it real. Um, and the storylines and plots, like it really is a lot of ethics mm. too. Like in that and working as an ensemble, like you're never, I mean, you might have a one man show, but you still got a director, you still got people on set, you still got, you know, technicians, um, and they're all there for you. And then if you're in an ensemble, you're all there working for each other. Um, Yes, so I, I do believe, yeah, being an actor really does influence an artist in general, too. I think collaboration is very important. Definitely. And yeah, it helps you hear other people out and work with other people and just be more patient. Mm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Some real ass shit, everybody. Marcus! Mm, Marcus freaking. Damn, I guess I was the only one going to put the snaps in the chat. You know what hey, I'm saying? I mean, hey, we can put some snaps in the chat. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I'm literally just Throw some snaps in the right chat. Now. Yeah, I'm, the chat. Like, I'm just intaking. I'm listening. Yeah, you know what I'm man. saying? And that's real, yo. For sure, for sure. I don't know, because it's like I come from like a world of like. Uh, uh, acting is not a job. Acting is not a career path. Yeah. Acting. Yeah, why acting? Mm -hmm. Motherfuckers are dying on the streets. The arts do not is a commodity. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's like the universe of people that are in my ear. And so, like hearing that, like it, it resonates, yo. Because I'm just like, I don't know. Watching y'all show uh, Midsummer the other day, there was this like three, four year old girl named Elena. That was just like. Just everything was just refreshing. There, he's like, "What is that?" And her mom was like, "That's a stage." It's like, "What are those people?" It's like they're called players or actors. And then, and, and she's like, "Can I be an actor?" And she's like, "Probably, but not today." But it was just this like mm -hmm. this joy, this childlike joy and childlike wonder that honestly, yo, like I've been missing, like within my own work, within like how I approach my stuff. Like, there's so much, there's so much now when I'm creating something. Is like, is it good? Is it something that can make me money? Like, will this help me survive? And I'm just like, these were not the questions. That. that started me on yeah. this path no. you know what I mean and so I guess the questions for you is like what are the questions that are keeping you here like what are the things you're trying to find out because I always feel like art is like science it's uh, experiment yeah I'm still trying to find my own lane to be honest like like I said like to get to the point of where I'm my own producer and director you know obviously i need money mm. but i'm not focused right now on how i can get that money i know that will come mm. i'm certain of it fuck this capitalist <laughs> i mean literally but it's more about yeah what can i do to um yeah it's a, it's a lot of what can i do what can i bring i am always asking that like you ask that question what do i bring and you know truthfully like I know what I have now, but that's going to evolve. That's going to expand. It changes. So I'm still evolving that and expanding that. Um, and that's just going out, meeting people, talking to people, sitting down for however long we're sitting down right now, just talking. Um, and yeah, there's, there's a lot of questions. 
Um, but figuring my, my lane out and what I can do, those, that's the main question. What can I do to help everybody else and help my dream come true? Because I know it, it, I can't fulfill my dream. I need, I need others. Can't do it by yourself. I need y'all. I need the fam. I need y'all. You know, I need y'all. <laughs> you know, I'm like, actually, though, no, like, for real, though, um, not your money, you know, not your, not your sympathy, you know, not the views, whatever. Just yeah. like love, for real, like just showing love and, you know, support and doing your thing, too. When I first moved here, uh, uh, when we first moved here, me and Ty moved here, we yeah. did a photo shoot with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember we were doing like, we we're going to do a nature shoot. Um, and T initially threw on like a Carhartt jacket, like a simple, like beige Carhartt jacket. You're like, oh, I need some, I need some. So you added like these like dope, like, like, like uh, flowers and butterfly decal on it. And as I look around, like at your space, as I look at your room, like how you have the restroom decorated, you're someone who thinks about the whole package mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that's something i like uh i i'm very much like if it's simple and honest and true it's something that'll hit someone mm-hmm. but you you bring in this whole it's like it's like what does the lighting look like how does the sound look like like what like okay you want to do uh you want to do a dance video like uh what are you wearing like why are you wearing that um your in your personal practice as an artist to craft these packages what are you asking yourself like what are you looking for what are the things that are pretty in Marcus's mind as a creator? Uh, not one, I know one thing is not going to appeal to everyone, but I know multiple things are going to appeal to multiple people. Because mm. everybody's different. So I'm thinking about, all right, they're not fucking with this, they'll fuck with this. Yeah. <laughs> they're not fucking with those two things, they're kind of fuck with this. This other thing. Like I said, like I'm a host, I'm a hospitality. I, like I really love at least getting one thing one person likes even even if we're all enjoying barbecue you can sit in the corner and enjoy this this nice carrot spread i got you like <laughs> that's <so> real <laughs> like yeah that's what i'm thinking how can i affect the most and i'm hearing a lot of access in that it's like it's like how accessible am i making my art exactly. it's like exactly. it's like it's gonna hit this person like this but will it yeah. hit these other people yeah. like this like i like i know know your audience like mm-hmm. I, that's big um but i want my audience to be big and different mm-hmm. and diverse and not everybody's gonna agree and not everybody's gonna fuck with everything but that's the same reason I like Tyler. Like he talks about it in his lyrics how people don't fuck with this album, fuck with this album. But I fuck with all the albums, yep. you know. But it's at least he's st- he still got has somewhere. Like I know he doesn't like. I mean I I don't know the man, but hearing other artists week. complain when they're like, oh I want the old Kanye, blah 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 blah. I don't mind that. I at least there's something a part of me or part of what I did that and that you liked. Mm. I don't, and if you're stuck there, that's on you. But hey, at least I impacted you at this point at this time. That's I feel like our job as an entertainer, artist, mm. to impact some and you know somebody at some point, at one time, one second, at one glance, at one whatever it is. At least. You know, I just, yeah. So, yeah, that's why I do. I think about everything. (laughs) Full package, always. But going back to acting. (laughs) (laughs) How has what you have learned in theater been beneficial for you to, like, transcend in, like, the the film world? For for things to think about, even when you, like, direct and, like, stories that you want to tell in that avenue, like bringing the theatrical elements that you've grown up loving and trying to somehow like shape that into a box. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, um, you know, cause in a, in a theatrical sense, you're limited, you're very limited. And then on the screen, as long as you've got hella guala, you're not limited at all. I mean, yeah, you got a point there. And I think about the discipline, you know, we haven't got because we really were limited at, in college. Like our theater was old and dusty. Like the the building farted on its own. Yep. Like it was like it was tough. Like trying to put on stuff, especially yeah. no budget, just like whatever. You know, like all the sets I had, like I used with my own 
uh, money or just decorations like I would find in my own apartment, whatever. Um, so that has really given me this perspective of working with what you got, but making it look so beautiful. And then people be like, wow, wow really? Like, you made that for that much? Like, um, so yeah, really being now, I would like to have a lot of money and an unlimited budget and make things, but I'm trying to figure out how we can make the best things with what we got. Um, you know, I like to have nice as well, and it's okay to have nice things. I'm mm-hmm. working, I'm working up to that, mm-hmm. to that, that cinematic, you know, A-list level. I'm gonna get there, but on the way there, I would like everything to be just as good. But it's with what we got and what I got at that moment, and yeah. knowing that that's enough. Yeah. Damn man. And I think that's, that's like beautiful. that's like a mindset that I think. It's really difficult for a young artist to and young actors specifically to, to what's to digest yeah because it's like especially with the i mean the advent the advance of technology that we have now like just like like the latest iphones camera is like exceptional mm-hmm. you know what i mean and sensational. it's sensational <laughs> you know what i'm saying and and you and someone with a older model may feel like damn like uh, i don't have the fucking iphone 11 or 12 or 80 yeah, get an app but then it's get like app. then know. it's like but when you really think about it at its course like you really have a rectangle with a camera that is not what we had growing up right? oh, man. i like, mean yeah we never you know had I mean? that shit, like you have to have like a camcorder you have to have like a proper camera like mm-hmm. i had a nokia i had a motorola flip yeah. you know what i mean that joint had a camera but not really like a not camera really yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying and but even then it's like if you can't even like visually tell the stories that you want to tell it's just like writing it down and like trying to like show it to homies who do have the equipment to like exactly. make something like that happen yeah. who do fuck with you yeah. and then after you end up making something it's all about like asking imagination, <laughs> imagination asking, yeah. and also asking just to see if like to test the waters on hey like would you be interested in doing this and you know what I'm saying going down that trail and then you make something spectacular with people that you yeah. didn't even think that you would and sometimes a compromise can be a happy accident like mm-hmm. I like I I hate to compromise but I know sometimes I have compromised some projects and it ended up being like better than mm-hmm. OG sometimes so even taking that chance and working with just what you got too but what you're saying definitely talking to people networking is very important like I know y'all gotten to do some awesome things just from meeting certain people as well as myself um you know, you never know who you meet, seriously. And, like, you never know what they got and what they can do. Mm-hmm. I think um, that's the other aspect of, like, being an actor. You know, like, being an actor is, like, doing the thing, acting. But then, like, auditioning and marketing and networking yourself. Reporting. Like, you know what I mean? Taping. You know? <laughs> Who's got that red dragon, you know? Like, <laughs> hey, really, though. She knew who does. Yeah. But, I don't know, man. Like, ever since I graduated college, I just wanted to have an abundance mindset of like, how much more can I package into like the life of being just an actor? Yeah. And not just like, cause auditioning and being repetitive in the process of always sending out auditions for other people to enjoy, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like, I want to make things that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And these scripts that I'm reading that I'm like, you know, putting all my time and effort into like, hopefully getting into, it's just like, I want to always put my best foot forward and always put the best videos out there, but I also want to hold space for my ideas and my homies who love to make things as well. And hell, it may even combat what I'm auditioning for right now. And hell, it may end up being on Netflix or Sundance or the cons or whatever like that. And I circulate it and we have a whole little competition. It's just like believing in yourself, believing in the things that you have vested inside of you to be storytellers, period. And that's all you need. And the wherewithal to just go out and ask people like, hey, like, I, I just I really want to tell this story. And if you could just like work with me, I'm flexible. I'll, I'll, I'll adapt. But I, I just really want to like have my name like on it. And I want to be able to write it. I want to be able to film it, whatever you do and just like see it all the way through, because that is a really beautiful, transformative experience for you as an artist to be a part of just to put your work out there and that that keep the ball rolling as you gain gain more notoriety, as you gain more money to like get the equipment that you need. 
It's a beautiful thing, bro. And also, if anyone ever needs any of our equipment, bro, like if you ever see faces anywhere, bro, like just walk in, man. You Always. need to record something, we got you. Yeah, you need freaking, freaking edit some Johns, like we got you. Like that's yeah. like truly that's the that's that's what that's faces is. Like that's the foundation of like the world that we want to live in in the mm-hmm. future. Because there wasn't enough of that when I was younger. There wasn't enough of that uh, where we came from. Wow, and yeah. that's why like people move in different places because they want collaboration. They want to work with people who have the same visions as they do aside from just like posting up with homies and just looking cool, which is like, you always look stunning. You, you know, know what I'm saying? saying? Everybody out there is beautiful, yeah. but it's like, why did you make the choice of like doing this? Like, why did you make the choice of making a tree video? Why did you make the choice of having a, you know, queen of the damned photo shoot? Like why? Like what, what message are you trying to portray? And I don't know. How do y'all feel about that? How do y'all feel about like the messages that are put out there with photo shoots that you see, with videos that are put out there? Do you feel like everything needs to be a bit deeper or is it just like just keep it face value? Everything just can look pretty, huh? I'm on and off, yo. I'm on and off. I'm on and off. Like I understand like the importance of purpose and like intention. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think something she doesn't need a why. Like something, sometimes, yeah, shit, shit can look dope, but also it's like, sometimes I don't even know why we're doing this, but something is calling me to make this mm-hmm. or tell this story. And then the why comes out from how it affects people. Yeah. And, and that, that's the, and that's the, it's tough because it's like, I want to come in with more intentionality. I want to create work that isn't just a throwaway. It's mm-hmm. not just like, ah, oh, we're recording this just so we have a fucking verse. No, it's like, why'd you make this song? Like, mm-hmm. who is this song for? Like, I, like those are important. But also sometimes it's like getting stuck, hung up on the why getting hung up on your why like limits you limits you as well because you're not doing the thing you're talking about doing the thing when you can just hit record and see what happens yep <laughs> you know improvisation yo yep. is everything that's the one it's everything but literally i think it is important i think that's where the world literally talking about in the heights <laughs> 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 you know, fucking bro, like ah uh, bro yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's it's tough because like you have pieces of art like in the heights that like resonates so hard with people, but then it's like it's still there's so many latent uh, there's so many layers of racism and colorism and like inadequate access for people, and I'm just like. I get it. You can no, not everyone can win, but it's like, why? If we're making it, well, why can't everybody win? Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's hard to accommodate everybody. Yeah. And and whatever we put out, we're always going to disappoint someone. And again, have an abundance mindset of how you roll out projects and like want to give everybody the full package. Like somebody will not like this, but they'll like this, this certain aspect. But as far as like when I think about in the heights, I think about Black Panther. When I think about Black Panther, I think about coming to America too. Like all were box office kind of successes at the same time, like as far as the integrity of the culture and like actually drawing it back to like the roots of like how this shit came about and the relationships that happened within these stories. Like, did we really do that justice or were we just trying to make some cool CGI shit or we're just trying to like have Benny and Nina fucking dance on the side of a fucking brick building and shit like that. That shit was raw as fuck though. I ain't gonna lie. It was fucking raw as fuck, but at the same time, it took away from the intimacy of the scene. And I'm just like, that shit is like highly important and we can't like forget about that at all so it's like it's baby steps but at the same time yo with anything that we create I'm hoping that our generation start taking like larger leaps mm-hmm. towards like the stories that need to be told and actually making sure we do the systematic like research to make sure we tell this shit the right way so people feel like they have something to truly be proud of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Not saying that I'm not proud of Black Panther, you know what I'm saying? Coming to America too in, in the heights. Like I'm very proud of everything that Lynn has done, that Chadwick has done, and that Eddie Murphy has done. But it's just like, bro, there's a bit deeper in this, you know what I'm saying? To put black artists on, to put black PAs on, to put black production managers on, put black, you know, directors on. I keep on saying black, but it's like everybody, everybody black. in the mix. When I'm talking about black, I'm talking about people of color, period. Like, just put everybody hey, on. You, you, gotta, you gotta explain yourself. Say it. Yeah. Black people. Yeah, <laughs> like, I just like, I just want it for everybody. Genuinely. Yeah. Hello, both of y'all. I'm glad that y'all are out here in Cincinnati. Um, then I hope that the rest of y'all's time here will be good and fruitful and make some dope shit. Um, 
and all you people watching, thank you for coming and listening, if you're still listening to this point. I know y'all got shorts in attention spans. Yeah, man. And to all the people that follow us on Patreon, we just want to say like a tremendous thank you. Uh, y'all have no idea, like those Patreon subscriptions literally be making all of this possible. And so if you want to support us in a more tangible way, subscribe to our Patreon. You'll get exclusive access. You'll get be able to connect with me, Tyron, and the rest of the Faces Network more directly. Um, and also like... If you don't want to, you don't have to. Like, fuck with us. Spotify, like YouTube, Instagram, underscore XX faces XX underscore on everything, TikTok. And if you can think it and dream it and believe it, it's possible. Your words are power. Don't ever forget that. <laughs>